Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nathan Varner, and I'll be your host today. Welcome to the podcast right now. Thank you so much, No Lips Fee, for doing the intro song today. Today I'm here with my special guest, uh, Louis Skazaza. Uh, uh, he's a popular um, director and YouTuber on the internet. He's directed um, such docu- hit documentaries as the Vine Sauce documentary and How Many Quarters Can I Fit in My Mouth. Amazing stuff. He's also done um, a lot of volunteer work with the government down in uh, Bertwalia, and um, he's he's going to be talking about that a little bit here. Um, so nice to ha- nice, nice having you on here. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. You know. Yeah. I'm glad I uh, could come on. Yeah. Well, well, well. Thank you so much. Um, so if if you want to go, um, if you want to start about the talking about the Bert Bertwalia incident, what what went on there with uh, you know the invasion of uh the elephants and uh and what you had to do there while you were filming your um your future life documentary with uh <clears throat> with uh, the government um I, I think we we can enter there because i think that's okay. what everyone i yeah. think that's what everyone's yeah. like like knows you knows you for because so okay because because you're, you're you're trending on twitter there for a while right yeah yeah a lot of people started picking up this story after um we had elephants raided this entire village and half of my filming equipment was destroyed absolutely destroyed now the government really wasn't a big fan of that but i i should really start at the beginning all right because this is bertwali is kind of (laughs) it's kind of an interesting place you'll find a lot of different types of people there and while they're you know the natives they all kind of seem like they look about the same very different personalities very different people it's just absolutely a fascinating place so anyway I was making this, I I wanted to create a documentary about a, a government, a system, but I didn't want to do something that was particularly well-known because Bertwali was an interesting one to me specifically because um, I was looking back into it and uh, my parents used to read me these kids' books that always featured Bertwali for no reason. So, you know, I was always kind of had it in the back of my mind and I always kind of thought about it so um out of this desire when i started to look into it more before i even decided to make the documentary i ended up um i i took a trip out there to just see what it was like and sure enough i after meeting some of the people there and getting to know you know how what what life is like living there i decided that i felt the need to make a documentary about it and that's how that all started wow Wow, just, 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 just incredible. Um, that's just, I, I can't, I can't even believe it. Um, uh, now, now, according to your IMDb page, it also says that you, uh, were on the set of, um, of, uh, Get Out by Jordan Peele. Um, like, um, were, were you like a producer on that film? Were you like a, um, secret, like, director? Uh, I'm, I'm just really, um, concerned because that that film won some Golden Globes. It was even in, in or, uh, talks for uh, Academy Award recognition. Uh, and 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 from my understanding, you and Jordan Peele are actually really good friends, right? That's true. That's true. Or I, I mean, well, to an extent, because I should say we had a little bit of a falling out. The problem was mostly um, that. Well, my to explain context a little bit, my position really wasn't necessarily that I had a direct. Um, listed position on the crew. 
So there was a bit of a conflict about how to properly credit me and the work that I put in because I was sort of, you could say I was a second director, but not really, or producer or however we want to put it, whatever, whatever title you want to apply. I pretty much stood around set all day and I w worked with the writers and so um, there was a bit of a dispute about the actual crediting because I didn't have an exact title because I kind of went from job to job, you know, I contributed a lot of different things. Um, and that's kind of what caused this little bit of a falling out. So I haven't really been on speaking terms with him lately, but, um, you know, if he ever wants to reach out to me again and work with me, then I'm always open to that and I'm willing to work things through with him, but that's completely up to him and that's out of my control now. Well, I just want to say, like, I did seek it out and, and even though, like, it, it, um... It, it didn't win um, the awards it should have. Um, I just feel like that was such a packed year, and that was such a great movie. And I just, I just want to thank you for all the work you put into that. It had some great commentary, and I just, I, I just, I, I can't thank Absolutely. you enough for the work you put into that film. Of like, course, of it, de course. It, de it definitely shows, and and it's just it's such a, such an honor to meet someone who was such a part of that m movie. And uh, I'm sorry you didn't get the recognition you did, um, but something you did get recognition for was um the, your work on tenet am i correct like that's the recent film you were on you yes on. and that's the that's been the latest big project i just got off of that since it released in theaters and you know yeah. we're looking into our next big projects and stuff like that but right now that's kind of the talk of the town everyone's sort of talking about tenet just because of the fact that it's mm -hmm. the first big theater movie since the pandemic it's yeah really had an impact in the creative direction the film took with how it warps time and things going backwards and the set pieces and it was just a lot of fun to work on this set but it was very complicated too it was almost mathematical in a way the way we had to plan these scenes and getting to know the cast and crew it mm -hmm. was really quite an experience um, and, and was this your first time working with christopher nolan that's true yes it is oh okay uh can you explain to us what the process of working with such a visionary is like well, with him, um, as you can kind of expect, things are going by his vision. You're not really going to get as much creative input as you might with another director. But that doesn't mean that his vision isn't worth, you know, working mm -hmm. for. So, of, of course, you yeah. kind of when, when you meet the guy and you get sit down and talk to him, you get the idea that, like, you want to work for him. You want to bring his vision to light. While you maybe, you know, offer forward, because he'll listen, you know, you can offer forward your, um, your ideas and things like that. The main points that you want to fulfill his vision as best you can. And if you can't do it, then chances are they'll get someone else. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. And, uh, and I, and I, I, I was able to get a, a sneak, um, screening about that because all my work on the podcast is actually, uh. It it, it, is, it has really helped open some doors, and um, they were able to start up a screening in Portland, and um, I was able to come by and see that real, real quick, and uh, it, it, it only took a few minutes, but I was able to watch the entire movie, and it was it was a giant IMAX theater, and it was it was so it was just a it was a spectacle, and I just want to I just want to thank you again for all the effort and you put into that, especially during this pandemic, which is. One of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place was to to give a little remote setting towards the idea of a podcast environment. And since we're 
all inside it might it makes it easier for all of us to have a little bit more free time to do this podcast and i just and of course I, you know i just, just want to thank me being you. Uh, the busy kind of person that i am i've been trying to reach out through the internet and online mm-hmm, yeah. to better communicate with the outside world and like people to know who i am a little bit more and using this podcast yeah. format especially like you said during the pandemic it's a brilliant format it absolutely works and it allows you to know some of the people that normally wouldn't have a voice especially in such length so wow wow thank you so much thank you. I, i've been working on this podcast for years now and it's finally starting to get some a get audience now and i'm just i'm just i'm just so thankful thankful to hear someone of your caliber giving it such good praise well you know wow just incredible I had this manager that I was working with and he was I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, he was yeah. kinda like a friend. He was a good guy. He wait but, wait 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 a second. You're saying he was your friend? Yes, my manager. Oh. I was oh. working with him. Oh my and, gosh. That that's okay. so amazing. So um when when these elephants came through the village and it was a shock. It was really no one was expecting it. Um not even the the locals. The locals wait, had wait, no idea get, it could really can we get happen. A, can we get a time? Can we get a time on when the elephants came in? Just just for reference for the viewers at home. It was probably around three thirty-two. Alright, all right, you heard it. Heard, you heard it here first. Three thirty-two is when the the elephants raided by uh for for Twali. Three thirty-two. So this herd, it was a herd of elephants. It was maybe hundreds. It was huh. really quite unbelievable. Wait, and you wait, know how hundreds, that... hundreds of elephants. Hundreds. Hundreds, hundreds of elephants it was incredible unbelievable. unbelievable i've never seen something like it in my life the only time that i could compare is there was a time back when i was uh, a younger younger man i used to like to skateboard um and the thing about it is i'd go to all these different parks and one time i went to a skate park and there was a circus elephant just there by a tent and i had it was a surprise to see it especially in my local area but the thing about that is just it was one elephant now here i'm in bertwali and you get this stampede Mm -hmm. and you know it's not a big town it's a small it's a small town it's not very big so when they came through they destroyed tons and tons of stuff but how much how much stuff do you think that they uh destroyed in their in their wake of destruction at least 24 tons of stuff 24 tons you heard it here first 24 at tons. least 24 tons 24 tons oh my gosh that's so amazing so after our equipment was destroyed my manager he was not having it he was having a bad time and you know we were all stressed it was it was an event this is not something that happens every day so what we ended up doing was we tried to recover as much as the, of our equipment as we could but he didn't feel like that was enough. He didn't feel like, even though mm-hmm. our film studio compensated us with new equipment, he didn't feel like that was justification. He believed and took to heart that these yeah. elephants destroyed it. So it was the elephants' mm-hmm. fault. And the thing about that was that he almost regarded them as citizens of Bertwali. Like, oh, oh my it's gosh. their home. It was... 
It was their native land. I, I, well, that has to be, has to be such a, such a, such a disservice to the, to the residents who have lived in Bertwali for thousands and thousands of years and just to be compared to elephants, and I'm not shaming elephants, elephants are amazing, but to be compared to elephants has to be sort of a low blow towards the the millions of people that live in Bertwali and have set up housing and stimulated the government. It's just so it's just heartbreaking to have to 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 have the to have the government lean so so much towards the elephant population and it's just the government of uh Bertwali the the elephants that came in just just devastated your film set but from what i understand the elephants are being compensated they are they're getting um streamers and a party thrown in their favor and so they're so they're from what i know is that they're going to like all the houses they're putting up streamers they're um they brought some clowns in right um like like theater clowns like really good ones and they're doing they're doing magic tricks and they then they're also making cotton candy for these elephants because because you know it's it's even though the elephants did destroy a lot of your film set it was a pretty traumatic experience for them too right yes and honestly it is quite awe-inspiring it is extraordinary event in many ways while it was hard on people for uh people like us it is equally hard on the elephants and to be honest i do believe that other governments, like the United States government, should take an equal appreciation for the type of work that the Bertwali government is putting in for not only its citizens, but its wildlife as well. And that is an extraordinary extraordinary thing to see from a government, especially. So, yeah. uh, to continue I, I, I the have story, to, I have though, to agree. Yeah. Yeah. To continue the story, though, absolutely. Um, so my manager, though, he didn't take the same stance. He wasn't on board with it in the same way that I was. He wanted to sue the Bertwali government. Devastating. Just devastating. I couldn't. I I didn't know what to tell him. I tried to talk him out of it. And he he kept pushing on about this idea. And he wanted to use the film studio's funds to do it. And how how much how much funds funds were you working with? At the time we were working with around twenty one trillion dollars. 21 trillion uh, not, now right. you didn't make a mistake there you didn't mean to say 22 trillion there you mean you meant to say 20 21 right 21 Tw- 21 do, 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 do you mean do you mean 22 or do you mean 21 i'm 21 it was 21 21 trillion dollars now where did That's this right. money come from <clears throat> so this money was partly fundraised and um partly earned through our film studio so, the first primary way that we earned this money was distributing copies of films that are, um, as we like to put it in the business, re- re-licensed to third world countries. Countries okay. that don't have as much because access to our I, technology. I, I, have, I have a few of the movies here um, that, that I think that um, you should... Um, tell me if these are the movies that, that uh, you were redistributing. So, 
uh, one of the movies that I have a, a copy of with me right now. So Love on a Leash. Is it uh, Turkish Star Wars? Um, Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. Um, stop me if I'm getting any of these wrong. These are all correct so and, far. And, and Smosh the movie. Is, is that correct? That's absolutely correct. So what we do with those movies is... Uh, and, you know, there are more too, but... As we take those movies, we relicense them, repackage them. They don't necessarily be sold to the citizens. Rather, we actually have contracts with individual governments. And they they pay for millions and millions of copies of wow. these movies. And they wow. distribute, a, distribute them throughout the country for their citizens to watch. As they use it as educational material in their schools to represent American... Oh my gosh, just, just incredible. I'm just going to give you a round of applause. It's It's been a big project, and it's something we've been working on for many years. And it's taken a lot of uh, back and forth from many different governments across the world. But after many different agreements and many different contracts, we finally came to one that has really come forward and has supplied us with a lot of funding for our future projects. Was that was that the American government? Um, is that where the deficit of the American um, government has actually gone to is funding your project? Yes. Wow, just incredible. Yes. Just incredible. Yes. yes. I can't. I can't believe it. Just. Yes. I know it's just a small portion of the of the, yes. the yes. United States yes. deficit, yes. but. Um, yes. And yes. And yes. just with with your film. Yes. Yes. I I have yes. I, yes. I have no. Yes. I, I just I cannot see this not paying off. Just even with the and it absolutely it absolutely will. If, it absolutely if you've been will. enjoying the last few, because it's not if even you've that been much enjoying money. the last few movies that have been coming out in the last in the last two years, mm-hmm. then you'll really enjoy what we put out next. And we yeah. have a lot of really big plans, a lot of big projects. But so yeah. it's, it's just... the other half, um, mm-hmm. because that's the other half that I mentioned was fundraising. Um, for our project and that was the other part of the funds that we actually acquire for this and um the fundraising comes from a lot of higher class individuals typically we don't advertise very much to some of the more common people as they don't have as much time or money to give to these sort of projects but we look in bigger communities richer communities we've done some work over in um, the middle east with some of the richest people in the world and they've put a lot of time and interest into our projects so because of that they have some very generous donations towards our relicensing business and our future projects so so the 20 so the 21 trillion dollars wasn't straight from the american government it was just it it was it was distributed through the world worldwide um individual individual governments and a portion of the American deficit was used uh, sporadically throughout the, the, the years to fund this project that has been going on and just recently started reaching public attention. That is, is absolutely that, correct. Okay. Yes, that is absolutely All right. correct. Just wanted to make sure for our um, viewers at home that, that that's, how it, that's how it is. Because some people, they, they don't use Twitter, they don't use Facebook, they don't use Vidme. They, they're... they're they don't. They don't understand what's going on, and I feel like that this this podcast can really help shine some light on, on some 
on some of the amazing things people like you are doing out there. And I just want to, I just want to thank you again. Just, just, just amazing. Just fan, just fa fantastic. Just of course. And it wouldn't be possible with the people that I work with. You know, I'm only yeah. a small part in a big machine and you know, the machine is sometimes you don't really understand it. And sometimes it works in ways that are truly extraordinary. Yeah. Just truly extraordinary. Now, some, some of the people that you worked with, right? It's, um, the founder of the Curse Network, uh, Hubert Thiebo. Is, is, am I saying that correct? Is, is he an executive producer on this project? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've um, been working with him for the last few months, and we are going to get into the really big projects, the really big phase of... The, the phase of the, this film, yeah. Yes, that's correct. And, um, and is this movie going to be sectioned out into parts? Is it going to be sectioned out into a cinematic universe type thing? Because with this amount of funding... Uh, around this big of a project, there's no way that this could be used in a traditional film sense. Is it going to be a mini series? Is it going to just be an episodic format, or is it just going to be one of the first movies to ever break the six-hour mark? Well, I'd like to introduce it as something that has never really been done before, because the plan, as of now, is that because we have so much material to work with and because there are so many interesting stories and interesting routes and people to go down, we want to screen it as a full-length TV show via theaters. Via theaters. That's wow. correct. Drive, we'll be screening this. Or, or actual movie theaters. All sorts of theaters. And All it'll sorts be 3D. of theaters. It'll be 3D. Will there be we'll a be v playing will, will it in there 3D? Be a, will there be a VR component to this film? Absolutely. We're going to port it to every possible thing. They're going to be on the phone. They're going to be on the TV. They're going to be in cinema. We're actually even thinking about porting it onto a 3DS cartridge. A 3DS cartridge? That's right. N now, it is my understanding that N Nintendo has been um, adamant about not producing any more N Nintendo 3DSs. But you're telling me right now that you have inside information with, with one Reggie Fizeme, um, ex ex founder of Pizza Hut, uh, with connections to the Nintendo headquarters up in Redmond, Washington, that this that this is just bogus, just bogus, right? Well, to call it bogus would likely be an exaggeration. Rather. I'd like to say that they're making one final exception for the well, project that we have in hand. It is it is quite a quite a big project, and I, I'd assume that it's a the, it's a massive it's a massive project. project. It is truly extraordinary. All right. Well, we are going a little bit long here, and we have been talking about the Bertwali incident for um, quite a bit of time time now. And uh, even though we we went off the track to talk about your endeavors with the movies like get out and your relationship with jordan peele um a little romantic relationship but i don't really want to get into that uh and your connection with the with the tenant film and your um credited executive pr production on that film which um I, i'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure how that went but um as we it's it's a long story it's a long it is a very interesting and extraordinary story that is absolutely true You may have uh, dealt with a lot of uh, difficulties during your production, and I'm so glad you were able to get the uh, production credit. 
that that you were able to receive and it's just it's just extraordinary now i want to talk about this new um youtube um venture you're, you've been taking now it's my understanding that you want to develop three major short films throughout the th- throughout each year in in history uh, of the future history on your youtube channel am i correct that is absolutely correct yes and 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 you also do a lot of the graphics um video graphics for your youtube channel um what is it luvex is am i am i saying that correctly that is absolutely correct all right thank you that is true and so so can you go on about the creative process of your of your youtube channel and the graphic design that you use and the connections you've made over the years yeah absolutely so it all started by myself. I was kind of working as a as a one man army, and it takes a lot of time and effort we put in, you know, every little detail, every little pixel. But over time, as I started making a lot more money and become a bigger project, I've started to hire on new people, and it's become somewhat of a studio almost. The amount of money we make on this project really has not only fed my family but their families as well, and that's really what's the most valuable part about it is we're putting food on the table. So. The thing about it, though, is that in this in this process, <clears throat> in this process of graphic design, I work with probably three or four other people um, at a time. And what we do is we go over each frame and each individual photo and picture, and we really analyze it. And we look at all the different ways that it can be looked at. And you know, I get in the professionals. We get Zoom calls, meeting, you know, Zoom meetings, and. We get calls with people who really understand what you know what they're talking about. We've had great actors look at my work. We've had great poets look at my work. It's extraordinary the amount of opinions and help that I've gained over the time. Now, not that it's something that I'm not influencing. Rather, it is my vision and it is my project. But it's not necessarily my 100% effort. It's the efforts of multiple people and they cannot go understated because they are truly extraordinary very just extraordinary people right, that is well, absolutely true but thank you so much for for your for your time today um just um i'm just gonna keep i'm just gonna ask you um a little a couple more questions about your youtube channel and a couple more questions about your 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 work and freelance marketing um, but first, I just want to um, ask you a few questions about what you said earlier about your family. Now, it's my understanding that you've you've met the love of your life, Celine Dion, um, five years ago, correct? And and you met her in Portland, Oregon. That that's how you ended up in Portland, right? Yeah, that's that's where I ended up meeting her, and uh, that's how I ended up in Portland. So I met a lot of great people there and had a good time. I remember when I first met you there, we. We went out to the docks and we, we were throwing pebbles into the ocean. We just talked about like our what what we thought about life and the ideas that we had. Like, and on our age difference is is, is quite significant. Like, I'm 18 and and you and you're 25. Correct? Am, am I am I right? That's correct. That's yeah. absolutely true. Uh, uh, but you you have you have a little bit of, you have some some things to say about that. Like your, your age because it's kind of a contingency contingency. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that word. Uh, there, there's some uh, there's there's some issues with it, correct? Yeah, that is correct, actually, because 
some people have doubted me due to my age, and it's really quite unfortunate. It's not something you like to see, especially when you have such passion and such drive to do these kind of projects. But with that being said, I'm still making a lot of progress in the ways that I want to, and even if people don't necessarily see me for who I'm supposed to be and who I want to be, despite my age, I'm still going to keep working at it. That just in incredible. Because from my understanding, you were, um, you you had a rough childhood growing up. You you were five for three years, correct? Yeah. And so it, so I I just can't imagine for the the first for the first fifteen years of your life having to be five years old. That just has to be such a difficult um issue. And also, I remember hearing about a uh, an, an an issue that you had where. Um, you were convinced that you had um, time traveled to the past and then came forward um, older, but you you were still legally the same age. And then it turned out that that was actually um, a, f a fraudulent um, claim. I'm not sure if you want to speak about that, but it's just it just seems like kind of a, an issue that our viewers at home that are a little bit bigger fans of your work uh, might actually want to know some some stuff about. Well, yeah, the. The hardest part, of course, and well, I I should skip a bit of because there's some legalese here and some things that really would be just boring to go over because it really did become quite a um, political matter. But I'd have to absolutely say was probably the hardest time in my life dealing with growing up in in this context was having to do um, eighth grade and then the second eighth grade and the third. Mm -hmm. So, you see, some of our viewers at home might not even know uh, that that there what there are multiple eighth grades. Yes, there are sixteen. There, there may be sixteen, depending on on your your uh, on where you're you're located in the states. Yes, yeah, and I know it's not same for everyone, but for me, growing up, I've only known a few people that went that far. It's, it's so few, so few. No, not many people know about it. No, not very many at all. And and for some of our viewers at home, you might not be understanding what we're saying, but that's that's okay. We'll we'll have a uh, we'll have a, a, a discussion um, later uh, later down the podcast line that goes over a lot of the questions you may have for um, Lewis and I about this podcast because this is our first podcast and. I just wanted I just want to say thank you to the viewers at home for tuning in for this long into the podcast and just I just wanted to let everyone know like how much how much you mean to me and uh that this is the this is the podcast I've always wanted to do this is what I wanted to do my entire life and the fact that you've been listening to it for this long it's just incredible just 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 imagine, just unimaginable just Yes, con congratulations on this many episodes, yeah, by the way. It's, yeah, it's, it's just... extraordinary to see something, especially a project like this, get as far as it's gone yeah. so far. Especially, it's... especially for the first episode, you know. Absolutely, yes. So congratulations. Thank it's... you, thank you, thank you so much. I always believe that people should follow their, um, their inspirations and they should follow their desires to create and just become one with their creative self and really express who they are. And, you know... That's the thing that matters the most. That doesn't beat anything else. Just, just incredible. Just so incredible. Just so incredible. Just, just so incredible. 
incredible. Just incredible. Just so incredible. I just can't, I just can't overstate how much incredible, much incredible. I, I can't overstate it more. I just want to thank you so much for your help and if you, and for taking your time to interview with me. I know you have, there's only so many um, hours in a day and, and if there, there's anything else that you want to promote, like your YouTube channel, um, lewis.com slash uh, YouTube, uh, your Twitter, just just where can people find you? You can find me at r-e-d-d-i-t dot c-o-m slash r slash l-e-w-e-x slash. Oh, oh so so your Reddit page, is that, is that is that your most likely to respond? Is that where you're most likely to respond? Yes, if someone sends me a message on read it, I will get that. Oh, okay. Get that. Thank you so much. But I should continue um, back on the project I was working on at the moment. I have to continue repackaging these movies that I'm relicensed from Dollar Tree to send to the Middle East. I, I, so, I don't think you can legally say that you got them from Dollar Tree, but um, I'll, cu- I'll, 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 cut, I'll cut this out later. Don't worry about it. All right. So, anyways... Thank you all for watching, and I'll let Noah Lispy play us out one more time. Congratulations again, Lewis. I love you.